0: It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey good afternoon and welcome to the Ask Dr. Ernst radio show. Today I am your host Dr. Chris Demzar. I am without Dr. Ernst again but so excited to be bringing you guys the latest and greatest information related to, guess what, your thyroid. Thyroid is something, it's a gland in your body that is so overlooked and so underdiagnosed, not medically but from a functional approach, from a functional understanding. And that's what I need to break to you today. That's why I want you to leave this show having a very clear understanding of exactly why your thyroid is so important to your health and how an underactive thyroid specifically can lead to so many other health problems in your body, how it can be a root cause. Hey, because this is the show where if you've ever been and listened to Dr. Ernst and myself before, you know that we talk about root cause issues. And your thyroid is 100% a root cause issue so many times where there's no other answer, where you're being told, how many of you listening are being told that you've got diabetes, that you've got metabolic disease, that you're overweight, that you've got weak bones, that you have major energy problems, or you can feel these for yourself. Yet you're being told by your primary care physician that, well, there's just no real answer. Even when they do a test and say, yeah, let's look at the blood test for your thyroid hormone, for your thyroid proteins, everything comes back good. Has that ever happened? Has that ever happened to you before? Because that happens all too commonly. So before I even dive into things today, if you haven't gotten already, and yes, we have offered this before, but this is the new up- or updated latest and greatest in the Ask Dr. Ernst ebook giveaway. So this thyroid ebook, there's nothing better. It. It's the best one that we've made. It's got all of the information that you need to heal your thyroid right now. So then why even listen to this radio show, right? All the answers are right here in the ebook. You could just get this ebook for free, download it, get it to your email, read it, and then start taking action steps as soon as tonight, as quickly as tomorrow after church. How amazing would that be They could start healing your thyroid immediately? All you have to do, text the word thyroid with your first name, last name, and email address to 704-906-2094. Again, that's 704-906-2094. Get this free thyroid ebook today. It's got everything you're going to need to know exactly how to heal thyroid, but it's going to go into the root causes of what would even cause the thyroid to change. If the thyroid is a root cause, wouldn't that make sense that, well, something else is causing the thyroid to change? And so we've got to dive into that. But that's only half the battle because you have to know how to heal. So we go into and we give you what things to avoid, what things to add into your diet. We give you the toxic metals that you need to be worried about that potentially could be in your body. And hey, have you ever had your body tested for these, the presence of these heavy metals? We're all exposed to them at some point for the most part. We have this amazing innate intelligence within our body that gets to say, hey, you know what? We're going to get rid of these metals. We're not going to let these metals affect us. But for some of you, you don't have that innate ability anymore. It's been diminished. It's been taken over. And those heavy metals have been allowed to come in, seep in. And now they're hanging out somewhere in your body. And guess what? Every heavy metal is going to bind and disrupt the normal enzymatic pro- processes, pathways, whatever word you want to use in your body. Right now, This is what our body is. Our body is a makeup of proteins that go through a lot of different enzyme reactions, meaning it changes from protein A to protein B. But a lot of the times a heavy metal comes in, stops that process. And then we get this overload of A, which we may not need. We need B, but we can't make it. And now all of a sudden you're going, "Uh uh-oh, your thyroid's not working. You're not pumping out normal amounts of thyroid hormone. All right. So let's dive into this because Gosh guys, we have such an amazing show today so much information I couldn't even get through all the information when I was reviewing it for the show And so I'm gonna do my best. I just want to dive in, you know We've got the hour with the break in the middle Let's just get straight into it start to figure out why thyroid is so prevalent today How you can heal and what things you need to do right now so that you can start healing your own underactive thyroid. Remember, that's what we're going to be discussing today is underactive thyroid. And yes, this, some, a lot of this stuff will relate to an overactive thyroid as well, but we really want to dive into an underactive thyroid. And so most of you know that your thyroid is a gland that sits here in the base of your neck in the front of it, right? It's in front of, in front of your spine, it's in front of your nervous system. It's in front of your esophagus and your thyroid has one main function to produce hormones that are then going to allow uh, either an increase or a decrease, mostly an increase though, in regulating different body functions. Your thyroid is one of the master regulators in your body. Nothing can happen efficiently without appropriate thyroid hormones. And so you can see right off the bat, if you have low amounts of those thyroid hormones, uh uh-oh, that's going to be a massive problem where your body's going to start to go, well, ah, I don't have the thyroid hormone, so now I'm super fatigued. You're tired all the time. And now you're not digesting and absorbing nutrients well. So that makes you more fatigued. And your body you can't get the signals to say, hey, body, build more muscle. So then you can't go out and do the work that you need to do or perform the activity that you're trying to do in your day-to-day life. And that causes more fatigue because the muscles are going, well, why aren't you helping me, body? Help me make more. I need more muscle so I can keep doing. And your body can't. And we can go down the list. So you see how having an underactive thyroid, which then leads to low hormone levels will lead to so many other problems. And it could be in a specific organ. It could be in your skin. It could be with your energy systems. It could be in your your muscles. It could be up in your brain. Your body's ability to get rid of toxins in the brain heavily determined by having appropriate thyroid hormone activity. And then you're going to see on the flip side of that So many of these processes then send signals and send information, send hormones, send proteins back to the thyroid or back to the brain to say, hey, we need to produce more or less of this thyroid hormone. So the the thyroid, like most other systems in the body, get it on both sides. And it's imperative. It's so important that we go into exactly what would lead to a low thyroid condition. So what does that mean? First of all, that means that your thyroid produces low amounts of the main two thyroid hormones, T3 and T4. Now, in order to regulate what's going on in your body, the active form of thyroid hormone is T3. Ultimately, your body needs to get to the point where it's making T3, it's putting out T3, wherever that's from. It doesn't have to be from the thyroid. That could be from the liver, that can be in the presence of other hormones. So there's, and we'll get into that. There's a lot of other ways that your body can make T3 from other thyroid hormones. It doesn't have to just come from the thyroid. Does that make sense? Make sure you get that. So it's not just we're stuck at the thyroid. The thyroid is underactive. If the thyroid is underactive, that means there's other systems too that should be able to, they're basically like the security blanket. Oh, the thyroid is not producing many as much hormone anymore. Well, Hey, the liver has a, a process where it can help the adrenal glands. They have a process where they can help. The kidneys can kick in doing this. The brain kicks in and does this if those things aren't happening either, can you see, there must've been some time where all these different dysfunctions accumulated. And can you see how that would be such a massive problem? And that's what we're seeing, especially today here in America. So get this right now, 20 million Americans have low thyroid issues, not just thyroid issues, but just specifically low thyroid issues, which means that it's probably double because then approximately be a similar value. We're going to have the, you know, thyroid issues. Cause then 20, another 20 million have high thyroid issues. And now you've got 40 million Americans with thyroid issues. That's 10% of America right there. More than 10% actually, which is absolutely insane to make matters worse. One in eight women. So that's 12.5% will experience some sort of thyroid problem in their lifetime. And there's really good reason for this. And it relates to all the other hormones and how here in America, we bastardized women's hormones with birth control, other forms of contraception with saying that we can just, just the thought that we can alter women's physiology, alter women's hormones. And that's going to create some desired outcome. It is totally screwing up women's innate ability to regulate themselves. And we're seeing it with so many women, the majority of women are going to have to deal with a thyroid problem at some point in their life. So if you are, you're listening here and you're going, well, I haven't had to deal with this yet. Well, listen up because you want to make sure you do everything in your power to make sure this never happens to you. And if this has, if you're already like, yep, I'm dealing with a thyroid problem every day. I'm on my levothyroxine. I'm taking Synthroid. I'm being pumped full of these artificial thyroid hormones that may be doing something to help but may not be. There's something else you should be doing to not just manage the disease but to actually heal from it. And so when it comes to having low thyroid... Research shows that 90% of low thyroid conditions or low, low thyroid prevalence here in America is autoimmune. So, what does that mean? That actually means that the thyroid is really not the biggest part of the problem. There's an immune response that's attacking the thyroid gland that's shutting down the thyroid's ability to produce those hormones. Isn't that wild? The thyroid's not even the main cause of the problem anymore. Here I said thyroid's gonna be a root cause. And now I'm going, wait a second, it's the immune system? You betcha. So you can see where all these different factors are starting to play into the root cause of what's going on. And you've got to understand, well, how do you address that? How do you understand that? And so there's some really basic ways that you can know if your thyroid is truly a problem or not. And if you're experiencing these, any of these, go and get tested. We talk on this show all the time about the simple tests that you can do. Here, if a patient comes into our office, we run a complete blood panel on them. With a complete thyroid panel as a part of that, so we know every step of the way we can break down what's happening with their thyroid. A lot of times you go to your medical provider and they say, "Yeah, let's go and test uh, T3. We'll test T4. We'll test TSH. I believe it's T3 and TSH are what get tested the most." Well, first of all, T3, yes, it's the active form of the thyroid hormone, but it's not even the one that goes and does what it needs to. I'll explain more on that in a little bit. It needs to be free T3 and TSH is only as good as knowing what's happening as a precursor to the thyroid, but it's not giving any information about what could be happening to the thyroid. By knowing TSH, do you know if you have an autoimmune condition that could lead to hypothyroidism, also known as Hashimoto's disease? You're going to have no idea. So you can see the importance. You need the full thyroid panel. If you want to know what's included in that thyroid panel, download the ebook. Text thyroid. Your name, first and last name and email. Okay, so if you know, notice that your bones start to get extremely weak. You're being told, hey, you've got osteoporosis. You've even done a DEXA scan, which is the gold standard to determine whether you have osteopenia or osteoporosis. And you're being told you have one of those. Well, that's not the root cause. That's just saying you're now mineral deficient and your body is pulling things from your bones, your minerals from your bones to try to keep the minerals in your your body so that you can use them for other functions. You're literally breaking down one system to try to keep another system going. And so a lot of the times, even with hypothyroidism, if you feel like you've got weak bones, if you're starting to notice that there's something wrong and you get a medical test where they test calcium in the blood, the calcium is going to come back at what would seem like a lower number, but they'll say, oh, it's within the normal range. So you're fine. But functionally, The research shows we now know that serum calcium at the low end of a medical range is highly indicative of a thyroid problem, specifically an autoimmune hypothyroid problem, Hashimoto's. So keep that in mind, especially if you're going to go back after listening to the show today and you're going to say, yeah, I got to go look through some of my blood tests. They did that. I know some of this has been done. I've got my serum calcium. I've got my blood calcium. Go and look at where you're at. Another thing you might start to notice is You start developing gut problems out of the blue. You might say, yeah, but I went through this whole program, Dr. Chris. I did this whole program to help reset my gut. I got rid of leaky gut. Everything was fixed. My bacteria concentration, my microbiome, it's all normalized. Well, as fantastic as that may be, you start noticing it again. It's a clear indication that your gut wasn't the root cause, your thyroid is. And you're developing that leaky gut now because it truly is a thyroid issue. It is a low thyroid issue. Uh, Low thyroid will lead to poor absorption, poor digestion, and that will cause your bacteria to start to do some funky things, which will then lead to leaky gut, which then leads to the bacteria in your body and you know the story. If you haven't listened to one of our radio shows when we talk about that, oh my gosh, don't worry, we'll do it again at some point. But you need to know that. That's critical information. The back end, too, is we talked about thyroid hormone. and In your body, you've got to find ways where you can get to T3, free T3, so that free T3 can go in and do whatever it needs to do in your specific cells. Your bacteria in your gut will help to convert certain inactive forms of T3 to active forms of T3. How amazing is that? But if you've got a microbiome that's already got a leaky gut or the bacteria concentrations are off, and you've got this bacterial overgrowth, you're either going to always be over-converting or potentially because the ratios are off of the bacteria, under-converting, or because you've got this inflammatory leaky gut under-converting, and now you've got all this inactive T3 that's sitting there that can't be used and your body has to eliminate it, all because of a leaky gut. But then that was originally caused by the low thyroid, but then the leaky gut sends signals that continues to negatively impact the ability for your body to make T3. And you see how the cycle just perpetuates and continues and snowballs out of control. And that's why it's so important to go back to, well, what's the one root system in this scenario that needs to be corrected. If you already did the program to fix your leaky gut, it's your thyroid. Your thyroid is the root cause. We can go down. I talked about energy already. Massive energy lack. Like look at me on this radio show full of energy, full of life, full of vibrance if I had to come in here and if I had to fake it, if I had to be like, "Uh, oh, Hey guys, this is Dr. Chris. I'm so excited to be talking to you guys. It's about your low thyroid today. Would you guys even be interested in listening to me? No. But if I had this debilitating fatigue where I couldn't even come in here and talk to you like this, talk to you with this level of energy, with this level of certainty and confidence and clarity, you guys would go, Oh my gosh, well, you should be you should be saying, well, maybe there's a thyroid issue. And so if you're spending your life where you think, oh, I've just got this brain fog, I'm being told, and the doctor told me to take these things and it'll help. Have you looked at your thyroid? The massive fatigue, the massive brain fog, it could be because you have an underactive thyroid. You cannot regulate what's going on in your body. That's what the thyroid hormones do. And that goes the same for diabetes and blood sugar control. It, your your thyroid is supposed to help regulate different body processes. If you have low thyroid, your body is not going to do a good job of figuring out, well, do we keep the sugar in the blood? Do we bring it into the cell so we can make energy? Do we go do something else with it? Or is There's too much. We don't know what to do. We got to eliminate it or store it or turn it into something else. Your body won't know. And so typically that's when we start to see that the sugar stays in the blood because the body isn't sure what to do with it because it can't get the active T3 to go and tell cells to pull in more sugar, to do whatever it needs to do, typically make energy. And so then you just have high blood sugar. Diabetes right there. Right, That's over a couple of months. That's that A1C number skyrocketing. 5.4 to 5.8 to 6.2 to 7. Oh my gosh. Full-blown diabetes now. Full-blown insulin resistance. Now, this next one's a little bit taboo, And the reason why is because it relates to cholesterol and triglycerides. And so I say taboo because thyroid levels are going to help increase the breakdown of cholesterol and breakdown of triglycerides. But then it's taboo because cholesterol ratios, right, that LDL, that HDL, that VLDL, those all relate to what's needed to help move fats around the body. So I don't like the premise of saying that thyroid is going to help to break down cholesterol, but thyroid hormone is is going to, and the research shows this, actively help you to break down triglycerides, fat in your body. Metabolize it, utilize it for whatever is needed. And then when you do the right things to put your body in a fat-burning state, that's going to allow your body to then increase and magnify that 10 times over. So you can see now if you're saying, hey, I'm struggling to lose weight, Dr. Chris. Well, make sure that your thyroid is functioning appropriately. Get yourself into a fat burning state and your body is going to take care of itself to pull fat cells from your adipose tissue, metabolize that, use that for energy instead of sugars, and then keep that process going. And now, hey, let's snowball up that process. That's a good process that you want to keep going, right? So that's huge but just understand that yes, thyroid hormone will help to break down cholesterol, but it's really going to help regulate the cholesterol amounts. When someone says, comes and says, Hey, my doctor did my blood work. My LDL cholesterol is high. That means it must be my thyroid, right? Maybe, but that's why we got to run the thyroid panel. More importantly, it just shows that your body's not doing a good job of regulating fat. You're out of regulation. That very well could be a low thyroid issue. Let's figure that out. That could be a thyroid hormone conversion issue. Let's figure that out. And then last but not least, and this is really interesting. This is where we have all these glands, right? You've got the thyroid gland. You've got the adrenal gland. Uh, we could talk about a reproductive organ, uh, certain pieces of our reproductive organs as glands. Um, we could talk about their glands, like the pituitary gland up in the brain and they all link together. They all play off each other. Remember I talked about there's signals coming in that help to influence the thyroid beforehand, but then there's also signals coming in afterwards that are going to influence the thyroid and what it chooses to do next. A lot of those signals are going from gland to gland to gland to gland. So the pituitary gland in the brain communicates with the thyroid gland in the neck, and the pituitary gland in the brain communicates with the adrenal gland in Down in your abdomen, right? The adrenal glands are the hats to the kidneys. And then the adrenal glands communicate with the thyroid gland and help to makes things happen there. And then that sends signals back to the brain. And then the brain communicates with the adrenal gland again. And the brain then communicates with the thyroid gland again. You guys see where I'm going with this? So it's this constant interconnected web of different glandular systems that are sending signals to say, hey, make this hormone, make this hormone in this quantity. Don't make this hormone anymore. Your body doesn't need it. And that's the way your body works to be able to consistently uh, try to regulate itself most of this hormonally mediated by thyroid glands, so if you're noticing, let's say, well, whoever here has had been tested for cortisol response for a bad cortisol response we can't say high cortisol we can't say low cortisol. I know all the time we say you hear the old adage all the time. oh my gosh, I have I'm highly stressed, my cortisol levels are through the roof now that's totally possible, but it gets way deeper than that and that's a whole nother webinar. but what's important to know is that cortisol is Extremely important in the conversion of, remember we talked about that inactive T3 to active T3, and your body has to turn T4 into T3, and cortisol plays a really critical step in that. And I'm going to save that for after the break because that's going to be really important. Uh, But that's something that we're going to come back to. Because I want to keep going on the hormone train. When you talk about what can lead to low thyroid, how many women we're going back to the women thing because we know this is going to be way more prevalent in women than men have taken birth control before or have done something to alter the amount of estrogen if you're a male that's taken a steroid to try to increase your growth hormone yes you also have totally screwed up your body's ability to regulate testosterone and estrogen as well and that's why men can become estrogen dominant after taking some sort of enhancement or uh, some sort of steroid or enhancement pill totally possible The way your body utilizes estrogen, women, I'm mostly talking to you, but this does apply to a small subset of men as well. There's multiple types of estrogen. Typically, every woman has three types of estrogen. When you're breastfeeding, you have four, but on a normal day-to-day basis for any woman that is between puberty and before menopause, you have three types of estrogen that your body is constantly working through. There's estrone, There's estradiol, which is what we typically think of when we think of estrogen and there's estriol. So notice estrone one, estradiol two, estriol. I almost lost it there. Three with the tri and estriol ends up being like the evil cousin, but you still need a small amount of that estriol. And when those start to get out of whack, just like the bacteria in your gut, that will lead to a massive, massive other issues, obviously within the reproductive system. But again, it's sending that signaling back saying, Hey, thyroid, man, you're supposed to help us out. Help us out. Estrogen needs help. And your thyroid's going to try to do something, but a lot of times it can't because there's this autoimmune condition for low thyroid. And then last but not least, if you're experiencing any symptoms, like I talked about brain fog already, but depression, anxiety, um, anything else related to your nervous system or relates to your brain. You want to think about the fact that just like we have hormones that help communicate and make things happen in our body, we have neurotransmitters that communicate different signals in the nervous system. And it's been shown that if you people that have depression will have massive problems with thyroid conversion, right? Inactive thyroid to active thyroid hormone. And then that's going to go back to low thyroid in the first place. And then now that, you know, we, we go down the autoimmune rabbit hole from there. Okay. So I know we're coming up on the break in a moment. I want to keep going. We got one more thing we got to talk about the main nutrient deficiencies. It's probably the one thing we haven't talked about yet before we close out this section and we get into, well, what needs to really be done and how does this whole thyroid thing really work? And so The two nutrient deficiencies that are most commonly seen with people with underactive thyroid, with Hashimoto's, with an autoimmune attack on their thyroid, is a deficiency in selenium and deficiency in vitamin D. Selenium is an antioxidant that is so important for helping to keep the immune response at bay. So, a lot of the times, you don't need to take, if you have low thyroid, you need to figure out, is there an immune component? And then you don't need to take, well, you may not, and you, again, this is not me talking about medication because I understand I can't do that, but you don't need to be thrown a thyroid hormone that's synthetically created. You need to shut down the immune response. Selenium can be a big, big part of that. Vitamin D as well. And vitamin D is needed for a lot of, of absorption of nutrients in the gut. It's needed for a lot of cholesterol conversion. It's needed for a lot of hormone conversion. Uh, vitamin D is considered a hormone in certain instances as well. And if you have low levels of vitamin D, which is what commonly happens right now, I mean, we're getting out of the uh, the winter months now, but it's still cold here, especially in the Charlotte area, right? Last weekend was freezing and low vitamin D is not going to be conducive to helping with thyroid. Your th- it, low levels of vitamin D will cause your thyroid to be prone to having an immune attack. And that's something you gotta watch out for. All right, we're gonna go on break. Again, if you have not gotten the ebook for your thyroid so you can heal your thyroid naturally, text your name first and last, text your email to 704 906 2094 to get all the information that you need for your ebook. In addition, you'll be signed up for the masterclass that we are hosting live March 11th at 10 a.m. You don't wanna miss it. Stay right here, I'll be right back after the break. Bye. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Hey, welcome back to the Ask Dr. Ernst Radio Show. Today, I am your host, Dr. Chris Demzar, bringing you all the information that you need to know about what to do if you have low thyroid. Now, most Americans don't realize that they may have a low thyroid issue, and at the top of the hour, I talked about how one in eight women Are going to have some sort of thyroid issue in their lifetime the predominance of it will be low thyroid issues and of of those low thyroid issues more than 90 percent of them are going to be because of an immune response it's literally going to be your own body's immune system attacking the thyroid now at the top of the hour we talked about all the different ways you may a start to realize that maybe there's a thyroid issue or that b how all the other body systems systems in your body can lead to a thyroid problem. So I want to hold up this infographic. This is something that I found that is quite impressive. And let's see, I'm going to make sure that we can actually all see it. Beautiful. So if you'll notice, yes, up top is a thyroid, but look at what's down here. It's the liver. And look how most the thyroid, you can see the one arrow there goes to where your liver. And so, The liver is so critically important for normal thyroid function. Listen to this. we talked about how there's two main thyroid hormones, T3 and T4. And when the thyroid produces them, only about 7% of the T3, which is the active form of thyroid hormone, can be immediately used by the cell. So that means that 93% of the thyroid hormone is this T4 inactive form, which has to be sent to the liver to be converted to T3 before the body can use any of it at all. And then... We talked about how there's once even in the liver and T4 starts to get converted to T3, it's still in a lot of these inactive forms. So you've got this T3AC, there's this T3S, and there's a few other ones as well. There's another one called RT3, which we're going to get to in a second. But remember, if you were listening, I talked about how important it is for the bacteria in your gut to be in appropriate ratios because these inactive T3S and T3AC Are converted to active T3 in your gut by the bacteria in your gut. So, if you have a leaky gut, if you've got intestinal problems, gastrointestinal problems, maybe you have an autoimmune gastrointestinal problem like ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. Oh, okay, here we go. So, now we're starting to put together the pieces where it's very common and possible to have an autoimmune condition of both the thyroid and the gut at the same time. And that's not going to allow this conversion of 93% of your thyroid hormone that you need. And so I mentioned something unique, RT3. About 20% of the T4 that goes from your thyroid to your liver gets converted into this inactive form of T3 called RT3. And RT3 is simply not used at all for any metabolic functions, for any regulatory properties or functionality, and it's simply excreted or eliminated by your body. Now, we test for RT3 in our clinic, and I will tell you, we are seeing sky high, even way greater than medical ranges, levels of RT3 in so many patients that come in and claim, yeah, I don't have a thyroid issue. Or they come in and they say, oh, Dr. Chris, I've got a low thyroid issue, but they've, I'm just, you know, I'm taking levothyroxine or Synthroid or some other thyroid replacement uh, medication medication. Or I've done, I've done this thyroid supplementation before and you know, it didn't nothing, you know, it didn't do anything. My thyroid level stayed the same. Well, is your liver converting properly? As you can see, there's so many different conversions that needs to happen. Is your gut converting properly? (laughs) A good portion of the inactive T3 hormone has to get converted to active form of T3 in the gut by the bacteria. Do you have these high levels of RT3 reverse T3 that are useless by your body? But your body, instead of making active T3, is choosing to make this inactive T3. That's just a waste product. How inefficient is that? We're seeing that more and more and more, and nobody knows about it. But we've got to test for it. And hey, if you're going, well, how do I find out more about this RT3? Guess what? It's in the ebook, guys. Name, first and last, and your email to text it the word with. Well, yeah, yeah. Let me repeat that. Text the word thyroid. Your first name, last name, and email to 704-906-2094 so you can get this Thyroid Heal Thyself eBook written by Dr. Ernst himself, revised by him and I with all the information. It's got RT3 in here. If you're going, what, what, is, what else does my liver do? How else does my liver relate to my thyroid? It's in here, guys. It talks all about it. How does my gut relate to my thyroid? in here, guys. It talks all about it with the graphs, with the charts to show you exactly what you need to be focused on and exactly what you need to be consciously aware of so you can make the right decisions for your health. That's what we're all about here. That's what the Ask Dr. Ernst radio show is all about. That's what Cornerstone Health Center is all about, which is the physical building structure that we work out of during the week. Okay. So one of the things we need, we're going to jump back into some of the underlying causes of what's going to cause this immune response to attack the thyroid. And we haven't gone in too much to that yet, but we're really going to do that in this half of the show because that's important, really important. I mentioned briefly that it's very common to have nutrient deficiencies in selenium and vitamin D. And again, though, it, if all other things are working as they should and vitamin D and selenium were the only two nutrients that you're deficient in, is your body going to just create an immune response to attack your own thyroid most likely not. So you already know that there's other systems that are in play that are helping to drive this thyroid as being the root cause of whatever other health issues you're dealing with or whatever symptoms that you're feeling or experiencing. So in addition to that, let's talk about stress for a second. Because we talked about the importance of the adrenal gland and how the adrenal gland produces cortisol and cortisol is is the main stress hormone. And I talked about how brain communicates to thyroid, brain communicates to the adrenal gland, adrenal gland communicates to the thyroid and the process and the cycle and the web just continues to uh, tick along and, and, and go continuously in either a good direction or a bad direction based on all the information being given by these hormones. So let's talk about hormones or hormones. Let's talk about cortisol specifically. If you have low hormone or thyroid hormone function, it could be because you have high levels of cortisol that block the conversion of T4 to T3. In addition, recent research has shown that high levels of cortisol will drive up the liver's conversion of T4 into reverse T3. So not only does it not allow T4 to be converted, but it's going to say, Oh, we'll allow this conversion to this useless waste product that your body has to eliminate. And so you can see where keeping your cortisol levels in check becomes so imperative to ensure that you can have normal thyroid function. Let's take it a step further, right? Because it's all about connecting the dots. If you guys can connect the dots, when you listen to me talk on the radio show, you can start to make the best choices for your health. So let's connect this dot blood sugar, insulin. When you have a late night snack, you are spiking your need to produce insulin to help get the blood sugar under control because you just, you spike the blood sugar with snack. You need to now spike insulin. So that way you can help to control, uh, that blood sugar. Well, the insulin is going to stimulate a specific cortisol response. So now you are inadvertently spiking cortisol in the middle of the night or at the beginning of the night, which should have never happened. You should be cortisol should be at its lowest when you're getting ready to go to bed in the evening and in the nighttime. And then your cortisol stays elevated even when your insulin drops as you go through the rest of the night. So while your thyroid is supposed to be helping balance, the gut, balance your body, rebuild muscle, repair, skin tissue, repair the brain, clear toxins out of the brain all while you're sleeping. If cortisol stays elevated, it's going to shut down so much of that thyroid conversion process, produce all this wasteful RT three, you get none of the healing that your body needs. And then you wake up and you wonder why you have brain fog, you're fatigued and you can't get through a day of work. Does that make sense? Is it clicking yet? These are the connections that we need you guys to make. This is the importance of why it's you need to know how hormones relate to other hormones. It's never a one size fits all, but you've got to test to know. And by the way, if I didn't say this before. All the testing, we talk about it in the ebook. We didn't just leave that out. You need to know. So we put the tests in the ebook for you so you already know what to look for. Just want to make sure everybody can see it. It's right there at the bottom. My hands do an amazing job of covering it up. Guys, if you're listening on the radio and you want to be able to see the video live, go to www.askdr.earnst.com. Find us on Facebook at AskDr.earnst. We're on, uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. So we exist in other places too. So you'll be able to see and figure out and be able to know exactly what we're saying and visualize what we're saying because we can only be so interactive just through our voice, but we can be more transformative through what we say, or what we can show you through video. So that's why we video we're live on the video right now too. Hi everybody. I hope you're enjoying seeing my face as I continue to just love and pour into each and every one of you. All right. Let's keep going. So we talked about some of the nutrient deficiencies. We talked about how cortisol could be a massive problem that will shut down the conversion process. And so you're starting to see, well, even if your medical doctor said, Oh, you're only, it's a low thyroid. It's just low thyroid. You're seeing, it's not that simple. There's way more to it than what meets the eye. Okay. So when we say T3, T4, what does that actually mean? That means the number of iodine molecules that are found within that hormone. And so there's a T1, there's a T2. They're not really talked about. They're not active. They typically get combined to make T3 and T4. And so T3 and T4 is what is going to be secreted. It's what the thyroid is going to let out of its house into your body. And one of the things that's unique and interesting about iodine is our body doesn't make it. We can't make it naturally. So we have to get it from the foods that we eat. Now it's in so many of the foods that we have. You don't like most people probably can say, can tell where I'm going with this. What food product has iodine added? Because back in, I don't know, the seventies or the eighties, it was thought that that's going to help to ensure normal iodine functionality, table salt. You guys can go to the store and buy this super granular, highly synthetic table salt that's got added iodine to it. It's not needed because you should be getting iodine from plenty of other food sources, but you can buy it that way. That's also not the best salt, right? Sea salt has is, is halfway there and Himalayan salt is all the way there from the salt perspective and the minerals that your body needs. Okay. So, The other thing with iodine, a lot of times you might be told you just need a supplement with iodine, give your body the iodine supplement and that will take care of the problem. Well, you know, that's just, it's just not the case. And we're seeing it more and more where people that are coming in saying, Hey, Dr. Chris, I've already done thyroid supplementation. Nothing worked. Well, Hey, go look at that thyroid supplement. I guarantee you that there is iodine on that ingredients list. So part of what you were taking to help heal your thyroid before what you thought was going to help heal your thyroid was iodine and it didn't do anything. It didn't actually have the positive beneficial effect. So now you have to jump down the rabbit hole of saying, well, if it wasn't iodine, then again, is the thyroid truly the problem? There's a thyroid issue. There's an underactive thyroid, but we've got to now test to see, is there an antibody response, an immune attack? Is your immune system attacking your thyroid? Is there a gut issue? that's not allowing the conversion to happen? Is there a liver issue that's not allowing the conversion to happen? Is there a cortisol issue that's not allowing the conversion to happen? So you can see how much more complicated this can get and how quickly your body can then say, oh my gosh, it's taking over, not allowing thyroid hormone to be utilized in whichever way. Let's talk about what it means to have an antibody response. What does that even look like? Why why would that even happen? And how does that happen? You know, the unique thing about the thyroid is we talk about T3 and T4 all the time. You've probably heard of TSH. TSH is the precursor. It's what the brain sends, what the pituitary gland in the brain sends to the thyroid to say, make more thyroid hormone. And then your thyroid produces T3 and T4, but it also produces hundreds of other proteins and molecules that are necessary for really helping to make that T3 and T4. And then they go off and they help to signal other pathways in your body to do different things. So the thyroid is way more than just T3 and T4. And when it comes to thyroid dysfunction, any one of those proteins, any one of those processes can stop functioning appropriately, can get out of whack, can be in an abnormal quantity and can become dysfunctional. And so any one of those proteins, any one of those pathways can develop an immune response. And what that means is your body will literally think that, oh my gosh, this pathway Is not helpful anymore. This pathway is terrible for your body. And so, what does your immune system do? Your immune system wants to shut down things that are deemed to be dangerous to the body. Your immune system will literally develop a specific antibody against that pathway, and it will send that antibody to go and attach to that pathway and shut it down completely. And then, at some level, it's going to lead to because most of these other helper pathways all lead up to the fact that allowing it can allow the thyroid to produce and secrete T3 and T4. You're going to get low T3 and T4. It's not going to be immediate. That's why if you have an immune response to your thyroid, you may have had that immune response for months or years even before you even started to notice the symptoms of it because it took a couple of years for the thyroid to really start to feel the effects and not be able to produce normal amounts of T3 and T4 again. And so... Can you see it now? If Let's say there's this other thyroid helper protein, but there's an antibody against that protein. Well, that got shut down. Now the thyroid can't make the appropriate amount, that 7% of T3 that's already active and ready to go. So it's only producing T4. Well, it's no wonder T3 is now low, and now you're being put on some synthetic version of it, thinking that's going to help solve the problem. But it doesn't do anything. And in fact... Things continue to get worse and your symptoms get worse and worse and worse until now they're talking about, well, you've got osteoporosis and you've got this massive gut leak and now it's starting to bleed over into your gut and you've got an immune response to your gut. You've got ulcerative colitis, all because there is an initial antibody a couple of years ago that attacked one specific process on your thyroid. I'm kind of beating this into you and like beating the thought of this into you guys and into this radio show right now because it's so critically important to understand that you've got to know the antibody response on your thyroid. If you don't know if there's an antibody attacking your thyroid, you're never going to be able to help heal your thyroid. It doesn't matter that you took iodine. It doesn't matter that you've got the right supplementation and nutrition. It doesn't matter that you healed the gut leak. There's still an antibody that's shutting down the thyroid process. So you've got to figure that out. and That becomes critical going forward. There's two main antibodies that are going to cause a large majority of thyroid issues and that have been tagged as, well, these are the ones that most commonly show up in humans, right? We are all creating God's image to function largely the same way. So science has been able to identify the two main antibodies that you are most likely going to be present on the thyroid or against the thyroid. And we test for both of those because we need to know that. You need to know that. You can't heal if you don't know. So if you've never had a true thyroid test or a true thyroid panel run, we can offer that to you at our cost because that's, what's going to allow you to know what's actually going on with your thyroid. Again, if you want to know more about the antibodies, it's here in this ebook, this magical, mystical, but all relevant and truth information all about your thyroid and how it can heal itself. Text the word thyroid, your first and last name, your email to 704-906-2094. Again, that's 704-906-2094 so you can get your thyroid ebook today so you can figure out and learn about the antibodies that may be attacking your thyroid and leading to so many other health symptoms that you're experiencing. Okay. I'm going to get off that rabbit hole because I'll just keep going down it because the immune system is powerful. But okay, I see what I need. I now know why I jumped down that rabbit hole because we have to talk about infections. Okay infections. Once you have a chronic infection that can alter something related to the immune system, right? Cause your body's going to try to have an immune response to that infection. It doesn't matter whether it's fungal, bacterial, viral yeast, parasitic infection, okay? But that can trigger an autoimmune thyroid disorder, an AITD. And so in one study, 36% of thyroid disease patients had evidence of a recent viral or bacterial infection. And so if you can get to the bottom of shutting down the infection, you can help prevent the immune response. So you get that 36% of people that had an, an autoimmune thyroid condition. Also, just recently within, I think this, the, the research was within the last 90 days, had a bacterial, viral, fungus, parasitic infection, yeast infection that their body wasn't able to control. And that's for a whole n- another list of reasons. But that's where having this infection, getting rid of the infection, keeping it under control will help to prevent thyroid issues in the first place. And the same thing could be said with diabetes. The same thing could be said with many other conditions. We could go, I could say the big C word, cancer. But let's use diabetes really quick. There's a virus that's uncontrolled by your body. It eventually gets to the pancreas, starts to attack the isolates, the isolate cells on the pancreas that produce insulin kills them off. Your pancreas can no longer produce insulin. What did you just become? Diabetic. Is it because of a blood sugar issue? <laughs> it has nothing to do with blood sugar issues. It has everything to do with pancreas at this point. Can those cells be turned back on? Maybe, maybe. It depends how long they've been dormant. It depends on the signaling now from those and to and from those cells. That's a whole other conversation. But can you see the same thing can happen with the thyroid? You had a virus, your body had a response to the virus, but it wasn't able to stop the virus. The virus got to the thyroid. Body, your body thought that your thyroid was now part of the virus because maybe the virus was replicating its cells inside the thyroid cells. Your body creates an immune response, an antibody, to that thyroid cell. Now you have a process, and your thyroid shut down, and now you have thyroid disease. Okay. Perfect. We're down to the last couple of minutes, guys. I'm going to keep going. We got to start ta- talking about what things you can do to help support your body. What nutrient support can you give yourself? And uh, we're going to talk about testing. Okay. So we talked about if you have low selenium, that's going to really bother the immune response that you're supposed to be able to have. Selenium is also essential to help convert T4 to T3 in your liver, just like cortisol and then selenium will protect you against your autoimmunity of your thyroid. So what foods have the highest amount of selenium in them? Brazil nuts for one, and then oysters for two. Another good good source of selenium. I'm going to recommend that you stick with the Brazil nuts. Oysters aren't as healthy for you. If you have low iron or if you have an iron storage issue that's needed, for an enzyme that's used to help make your thyroid hormones, right? It's one of those precursor processes in your thyroid. One of those hundreds that I was talking about, you need iron for those. So if you have low iron or if you have iron absorption issues, that's gonna be a massive problem. So if you have an iron absorptive issue, obviously there's a gut issue and you've got to take care of that. But then you want to really, really try to increase the amount of iron rich foods like grass fed beef, liver and spinach, and then eating and cooking in Cast iron cookware because that'll also allow the iron to get into the food that you're consuming. And if you have never used cast iron before, if you're like, oh, it's too much work, it's not worth it. First of all, it's not too much work. Once you get it seasoned, it's the same cleaning steps as you would in a normal pan. You just have to make sure you immediately dry it and add a coat of oil so that you keep it healthy, you keep it rust free. And that takes almost no time at all to dry it and apply the small coat of oil at the end of every time you cook with it. So if you haven't used cast iron, I implore you, please get it this weekend and start using it. Your food's going to taste better. It's going to be way healthier. You're not getting the toxic chemicals that are on conventional cookware like the Teflon and a lot of the other chemicals, probably names I couldn't even pronounce. So get cast iron, use cast iron cookware, please. Copper has been linked to increasing total T4 and total T3 levels in your body. And so again, that is grass-fed liver is going to have some of the best amount of copper or highest and most bioavailable. I want to say best, I mean bioavailable, meaning your body can easily absorb it and use the copper nutrient. And so if you were going to get tested and you're being told, oh my gosh, super low copper, grass-fed liver. So here's an interesting thing. We can start to jump into the nervous system, right? Because I'm a chiropractor. I work with your nervous system all day long. It's the bread and butter of what I do. But being in chronic pain has been shown to suppress an enzyme called diiodinase. di, di-, iodinase, di-, iodinase, di-, di- iodinase. There we go. Whew, that's a hard one. And that is a liver enzyme that converts 80% of your T4 into active T3. Just by being in chronic pain. And so if someone's t- suffering with something like fibromyalgia, where you just feel like you're in pain all the time, there's no way you're going to be able to effectively and efficiently utilize your thyroid hormone. There's no way because it's not being converted properly. But what will help to get you out of that chronic pain? What will help to stop those pain sensors from firing off signals up into your brain? It should, be, it should come as no surprise to you that that's where you have to find a neurologically based chiropractor. Hi, that's me. To figure out exactly what's going on, not with the bones, but with the nervous system. What's overactive in the nervous system and then to drive and make changes based on that to get you first out of the chronic pain response. Second, to restore the communication between your brain and between in your body. Third, that's going to help to now regulate the conversion of your thyroid uh, hormones in your liver. And how amazing is that? All right. I know we're coming up towards the end of the show. I'm going to make sure I'm not going over time here. Beautiful. So this is how that's how we come full circle. Because I get asked all the time as a chiropractor, what are you doing talking about the thyroid? So much of what happens to the thyroid is related to, is related to the nervous system. In fact, all of it is because the brain is what's going to tell the thyroid what to do in the first place. If the brain's not receiving the right signal. You're never going to get the thyroid hormone to be produced. And then just like this, if you're in a chronic pain response and you're going, oh, nothing else is working. Doc, I'm always in pain. Doc, my thyroids are a mess, but none of these medications are helping me. You now know why that's happening. And you now know what you can do to get out of it, give us a call. So again, if you don't have this thyroid heal thyself ebook, now is your chance to get it. Text the word thyroid, your first and last name, and your email to 704-906-2094. Get the ebook today. Learn how to heal yourself. And it's what you know what? It's gonna get you signed up for the masterclass that we're having on Saturday, March 11th. Dr. Ernst will be hosting it. Talk all about your thyroid and how you can truly be free of thyroid disease.